Welcome to Hampshire Hispites. Join us as we delve into the past and go on a journey to discover some of the county's best and occasionally unknown history. We'll be speaking to experts as well as enthusiasts, asking them to reveal some of our hidden heritage as well as share with you a few fascinating untold stories. Welcome to Hampshire Hispites. I'm Julian Gerry, and I'm very pleased to be joined for this episode by Dr. Abduli Sana, Community Cohesion and Diversity Officer at Southampton City Council, who also works for a number of local charities and community organisations. Abduli is a member of the Sarah Siddons Fan Club, a local theatre company which stages promenade productions on a variety of local history topics in and around Southampton. Abduli took part in a video production by the Sarah Siddons Fan Club in 2021, and we'll talk a little bit about that later on. But firstly, Abduli, could I ask you about your background? I understand you were born in the Gambia, so how did you come to be in Southampton? Yeah, that's interesting. I was born in Gambia. I went to school in Gambia, did my college in Gambia, and I traveled to Ireland to do a bit of studies in health promotion and health education. So when I went back to Gambia, I had a scholarship to come to the UK to do a master's degree in health education and health promotion. So I chose Southampton. There are a number of universities that I have the opportunity to attend, including Leeds, but I went online to make a search of certain universities in the UK, and I decided to choose Southampton because of probably its diversity. I know Leeds is diverse, but in the, the, the context that the things that I saw in Southampton impressed me. So I thought Southampton would be the best place to go. So that's why I decided to come to Southampton. And you've become very much a part of the community in Southampton since then. The project that you were involved in with the Sarah Siddons Fan Club was based on research by local historian, Dr. Cheryl Butler, based on local town records and tax records. Cheryl worked with you and other members of the community to develop a book of black histories of Southampton. Details of that book can be found in the show notes for this Hispice episode. And then they created the video in which you appear. Can you tell us about the process of working with Cheryl? We invited her to have a workshop with us, which was attended by a lot of people from the African and Caribbean community. And she told us a little bit of stories about characters, about many characters in the city, to be honest. And, and while we thought, oh, this is amazing. Is it possible for us to have a book about this? So the discussion about the book starts there then. A lot of people ask questions. They thought it's fascinating. I have never had um, a story like that before since I came to the city. I thought in terms of Africans, perhaps my generation is the first generation of Africans that are settling in the city. I didn't realize that 500 years ago, there were people <laughs> that came to the city. And so we all learned from that day that there is a lot that had happened in the past. And we want to see how best we can get involved in it. And uh, we agreed that we will produce a book and we will also do a drama series of characters that, you know, reflect Africans that would live in the city 500 years ago. And that's how everything started. The character that you played of Dooley was from around 1500 and was known as Black John. At that time, surnames were only just beginning to be used and people were often simply described by reference to their job or their physical characteristics. 
So Black John had arrived on the Italian galley a few years earlier. At that time there was a considerable shipping trade with galleys plying between Italy, Antwerp and Southampton. And each galley would have around 150 crew who would spend as much as three months in port before their ship left, during which time they took temporary jobs. Black John himself was a skilled carpenter and opted to stay in Southampton for at least seven or eight years working for the town authorities. So can you tell us a little bit more about Black John as an immigrant and how you felt, Abdulli, about playing his character? For me personally, there were several characters that we, we talked about that day, but the one that really came out for me is uh, Black John, because Black John's story is a bit similar to mine, and it's also an inspiration for me, because Black John came to this city not as a slave and not as a refugee. It was a choice. He was working in the ships, and then he decided that he was want to work on board, on, on the land. That's his choice. Those days, people don't have those choices. And he was brave enough to say, well, I know I have skills. I know my skills is better than all those carpenters working on the land. You know, so I want to be on the land working for Southampton. And I know I've got the skills and I can make that decision. So he made that decision to be on the land, to compete with other people there and to take response, to take a contract that is a competitive contract from, from the council those days. So he, he decided that he was going to take that contract and he worked and he contributed immensely to the economy of the, of, of the city because he was mending the cranes and those cranes are responsible for boarding, for loading and unloading the ships, which is, which is incredible because without those cranes, the ships would not be loaded. And he took that job and his um, contribution to the city was immense. So it was a pride for me to see that happen 500 years ago by somebody who was not born in England, someone who was dark in skin, and who someone who came from abroad to come and make such a difference in the city. Before that, I didn't, to be honest with you, I, I felt like, uh, well, I come to the city, I'll do my education, you know, live here for some time and go back to Africa. I could not see real connection with the city to that that much that will that I can feel proud of. That was the moment. That was the changing moment. I felt really proud that there were black people here that inspired me, you know, to do my job. I, I've been inspired by someone who was here 500 years ago and I want to inspire children also who will come 100 years after me to see the contribution that I have made to the city. Me and my colleagues that are dark in skin have made to the city. So that is brilliant for me, to be honest with you. Yes. That's excellent. So what, I, what I'd like to do is just pause our conversation for a moment and, and explain for our listeners that the video we're talking about by the Sarah Siddons Fan Club is entitled Six Characters in Search of a History. It comprises six monologues on different aspects over the ages of black history in Southampton. Anyone listening can find the full video on YouTube or by following the links on the show notes for this podcast episode. Black John, they call me. Well, there are many Johns in town. Every other man is called John. So when we speak of them, we say, Lem John, John that lives by the tower, Grand John, he is the tall one. They might have called me John the carpenter, but that's my trade. I'm not the only carpenter called John, or John the galley man. 
as that's how I arrive here on the Italian galleys. But the town is full of galley men, so that will not help. John the Janaway could have been another. Janaway is what they call Genoese. They think all those from Italy are Genoese. English are lazy like that. But they call me Black John. There is no confusion in that. I am Black and I am John. More precisely, Giovanni. Though I did not come from Italy, not originally, but they were great sailors. All around Mediterranean, they had outposts. And if you get a job on the galley, it sets you up for life. I am not a sailor, as I told you. I am a carpenter. But they need carpenters in the ships. They take a beating on those long voyages. They always need repairs. They travel around picking up cargo all around the world, bringing it here to trade for English wool. When we arrive in port, we are here for months. First, we savour the delights of the town. We have money to spend, and we have been at sea a long time. Then it gets boring, and we look for work. My friend Miguel and I were hired by the town to mend the crane. An important job, huh? The crane are valuable assets for the town. Loading and unloading cargo, a cargo that makes this town rich. And that's when I saw my opportunity. Yes, they got carpenters, but my skills are better. Plenty of work, and I prefer to be on dry land. Though it rains here often. There are other blackamoors. That's the other name they call us. Anyone with dark skin, no matter where you come from, English are lazy like that. I found myself lodging in St. Michael and St. John's Paris. You can hear the bells. Italians use St. John's Paris. I keep my contact there in case I want to move on. But I prefer St. Michael's. I just need to change into my Sunday best, made by one of the finest tailors of the galley. Fine clothes, latest fashions. People will notice me and they call me John the Best Dressed. <laughs> Black John certainly sounds quite an entertaining and positive character, Abdulli. Do we know anything about what he did subsequently after working on the town crane? We didn't know much about Black John after that point. You know, we, we've got this information was collected in bits and pieces here and there. But what we know for sure is the contribution that Black John has made in the city, for the city and the influence that he has after all those contributions that he has made. Because today, I can look back and say, yes, I want to be like Black John. And my children can look back and say, well, I want to be like Black John. I want to be like my dad. I want to be like um, the people that have really contributed to the history of, of this uh, city to make it better. We don't know much about what happened to Black John after that. We don't know where he has gone to, whether he died in Southampton or he's moved to other places. That is definitely not clear to us. 
but hopefully we will be able to find information somewhere that will be able to tell the story further. But for me, as far as I'm concerned, the most significant aspect of the story is the fact that he has he is a black guy, he was a black person, and he has contributed. He had made choices. You know, there was no pressure on him at all because those days black people don't have much say on what happens around them. You know, they were told to do things. Even, even the in terms of accommodation himself, Black John decided that he was going to, he decided where he was going to live in the city when yes. he was here. But that is amazing, absolutely amazing. So he made the choice of where to live, where to work, and what kind of contract he's going to, he's going to be involved in and how he's going to contribute to the city. All those things are, are things that we are not expecting to happen in Southampton during those days because that was 16th, 16th um, century. Yes. And do we know how many black people that would have been in Southampton at, at that time? Was he was he in a tiny minority? It was it was a very, very, very tiny minority during those days. So we didn't know how many black people were there. But the stories that we have seen so far, it appears like black, black people were a very, very tiny minority. And even the time that I came to the city, actually, black people were a very tiny minority in the city. Because I, I remembered when I came to the city, the university hall, I saw a, a few black people there, even though my impression was before coming here that, you know, it's a diversity, we'll see a lot of black people. I saw a lot, a lot more Asians than black people. That was 2002. And as a result of that, I felt lonely and isolated. And when you go around the city, you don't see any artifacts. Black people, you don't see any sign that black people were living. You go to shopping centers, the majority of the people that you see were white and Asians. So there were no black people anywhere to be seen uh, or to the, the art or movies or anything that you watch in the area that shows you that there are black people around. So that was that was, that was was a, a massive thing for us. So this is why for me, Tuva was really important uh, because when I, when I was able to establish myself a little bit, get connected with a few African people, we decided to set up an African group called Gambia Society. And years later, we were able to set up another group called Tuva. So Tuva was to bring the Nigerians, the Ghanaians, and the Gambians together to form a community that we can interact, we can share uh, similar values, and we can share our culture. So that was a turning point for us. And the reason why we have we are able to meet Cherry and start this one is because Tuva existed. Otherwise, it would not have been possible. And for, just for our listeners' benefit, TUVA stands for the United Voices of African Associations. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Umbrella so, Organization for African Groups in the City. So, so clearly, playing Black John was very inspirational for you. He was a very strong and impressive character for his time. He's acted as a role model for you. And, and have you been able to use him as an example of a role model for others as well? Yes, yes. When we are doing the book launching, that was my story. And people were inspired. And after the story, after the book launching, people were like, oh, Abdullah, did you know that you, you touched my story? It's exactly similar to your story. <laughs> you came, came here as a student and you felt lonely. You didn't know where to go. So I was thinking maybe Black John also felt at that time that he was lonely, despite the fact that he had got all those skills. One of, one of the expressions that uh, Black John used that in the video that sort of stuck with me was when he said English are lazy like that. Did did that expression resonate with you at all in your own experiences? 
I think I think because what was happening in those days, the type of language they used those days and the type of language we use now are different. I think I think laziness is one of the languages they use those days. And there is another language called Blackamo they use those days. We don't use laziness this generation. We use racism sometimes. We feel like they've been discriminated against. Yeah, you know. So they they they, they don't give regard to how you prefer to be called and how you prefer to be, to be talked to. So they, 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 they call Italians different names, they call Africans Bacamos, they, they say anything, anyhow they like to say. So in this generation, it will not be considered as lazy, it will have been considered as discrimination or racism or something like that. But I don't see English being lazy, but I have experience of racism myself, and I have, I have, I have seen people who have experienced Racism, even yesterday, we are talking about in the park, the lady that has been experiencing racism. So, yeah, things like that do happen. So, it's, it's the context within which the language has been used. Those days, they will use laziness, but now we'll probably use discrimination or, say, racism. Those are the kind of times that we are more likely to use these days. And do we know whether the, the research on Black John identified whether he had been the victim of particular racism at the time? Well, well if, if, if I was right, if Black John's word of laziness is considered racism, then he would have, he had said it already, yeah. that yeah. himself, yeah. that he had, they have been racist against him. So I don't know whether my my opinion as to, as to uh, laziness is the same as uh, racism uh, is correct, but if it is correct, then Bakion had experienced racism because he said it himself that English have been lazy, were lazy because they were calling people names that they were not applicable to them. Yeah. Do, do you know how or where the research tracked down the information on, on Black John? Well, that is that is I played the character, but the research is work to do. Yeah. So. She's, she's the one who compiled that, and she compiled it from the archives that we have around the city, uh, different archive, black archives and other archives, and she collaborated with um, other researchers within the city. After the video had been made and, and released and people had seen it, did, did you get any feedback? Did it provoke black people in Southampton to share any experiences of theirs with you? I, I, I had so many positive feedbacks, to be honest. I had so many positive feedbacks. And because immediately after the launching, and then they watched the video online, I've got people, especially from African background, telling me that, you know, I was telling their story. I was actually telling their story that the way they came here is, is some of them is their choice. They, they came here as a choice. But the struggles that they encountered, those are the struggles that we can see, you know, in, in the video. In, when he's talking about laziness, English being lazy, because he could not influence those ones. He could not influence how English spoke. He could not influence how English called people's names. He couldn't influence that. The only thing that he could influence is to, to, to use his skills to tell his own story. And that's what he did. So we've got a lot of Black people here that came to this country. They experienced racism. They experienced problems. But they went on you know, to finish their university degrees. They went on to become very skillful people. And they are working in hospitals. They are working in in different areas, solicitors and so So for them, I was telling their story. Like myself, you know, graduated from the university, did my master's degree, did my PhD, you know, successful in, in, in what I wanted to achieve at that level. So they could they could relate to me very easily. 
And they feel like I'm an inspiration to them. You know, that I was able to tell their story. I was able, they were able to connect with me, resonate with me and my story, and also Black John's story. And, and I think there was a time that I was spoken to by, by the cabinet member for cultures um, and communities. He says project that we did is perhaps one of his favorite projects, the, the six characters. Because he said it's, it's really brought to life the history, the stories that were hidden from the 16th century. It brought it to life for people to know, to understand, and to connect to those stories. And he really, really liked, liked, liked that story. He said, we need to do more of that. So that tells you that not only people from the Black and African community you know, can resonate with that, but someone who is a cabinet member, but the parents or the great-grandparents come from abroad, from other countries, also relate to the same story that I was telling, I was saying. Um, that was incredible. That was, that was, yeah, that was really incredible. Yes, I would wholeheartedly agree with that, Abdulli. Having uh, watched the the complete video myself, uh, it is well worth a watch to get uh, a number of perspectives on Southampton's Black history. And it's been fascinating to hear you share the experiences of Black John, but also your own experiences and inspiration in our discussion today. So thank you so much for talking to me. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed listening to today's episode. If you would like to find out a little bit more about what we've been talking about, then please visit the website www.winchesterheritageopendays.org. Click on Hampshire Hispites, and there you'll find today's show notes as well as some links to more information. Thank you.